Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TV radio seeks to inform and engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Hello, Bride. Are you a writer? Or do you have a story to tell and maybe you need a little help with your writing? Well, go to Treehouse Publishers today. We can help you achieve your dream. Dreams come true in our house. Do you have a book just waiting in your spirit to come out and share with the world? Well, Treehouse Publishers will help you to achieve your dream. Write that book today. Sell your book in London, in Africa, and many other countries. Let your tree bear much fruit with Treehouse today. Go to www.gotreehouse.org. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. We are still in 1 Samuel. And what an amazing book. We learned about Eli. We learned about Samuel. We learned about Hannah and how Hannah uh, asked God, for a son and said she would give him to him all the days of his life she did and now he's serving in the temple and now he's actually judge so now he has anointed Saul as king and then Saul uh, disobeyed the Lord and, and went early before Samuel uh, he jumped the gun basically so God basically took his honor away and gave it to David. So now David, uh, this David has just been anointed by Samuel. And so now we're starting on chapter 17. And remember, we use King James Version and we use the U Version app, uh, which is the voice that you hear. 
1 Samuel 17. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle, and were gathered together at Shukoh, which belongeth to Judah, and pitched between Shukoh and Azekah in Ephestimim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines oh, named Lord. Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had an helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. Wow. And he had greaves of brass upon his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and one bearing Good a shield right. went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. Oh, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of that Ephrathite of Bethlehem Judah, whose name was Jesse, and he had eight sons. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons that went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, and next unto him Abinadab, and the third Shammah. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself forty days. Oh, man, there's and that Jesse number said unto 40. David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to thy brethren, and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand, and look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. Now Saul and they, and all the men of Israel, were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning, and left the sheep with a keeper, and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight, and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and ran into the army, and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, oh, out of the Lord. armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. Oh, and all Lord. the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches, and will give him his daughter, and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? 
For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that wow. he should defy the armies of the living God? Wow. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why camest thou down hither? Wow. And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? Oh. I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Let me pause here a minute. First of all, let me mark this little spot. First of all, the brother was jealous. The oldest brother was jealous because here is David. He's not bowing down or cowering down or working in fear against this Goliath. And he says, who is this man to say this against God? So, it to me, it convicted Eliab. And so, he's making fun of David. Like, was you responsible enough to have somebody cover the sheep? To cover the field? And so, David's response was... And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Is there not a reason? Let's keep going. And he turned from him toward another, and spake after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul. And he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Wow. Our servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine Weird. to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. Mm. David said, moreover, The Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. Come on now. And Saul said unto David, Great. Go, and the Lord be with thee. Wow. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put an helmet of brass upon his head. Also he armed him with a coat of mail. Okay, pause right there. Now, I just want to say this real quick, Brian, because this is a great example of God giving you an assignment, like God gave uh, David the assignment that he could kill Goliath, which his brother opposed. And now he told Saul, Saul's going to allow him, uh, is going to allow him to go, but... Uh, he is doing it the way he thinks that David should do it, which is putting on all this armor, which is the normal way to do it. Now, remember, Bride, I was telling you, I was reminding you what God said in earlier books, that do not... No, actually, it was in Joshua. He told Joshua uh, to tell the people, do not put God in a box. Do not... Uh, think that he has to do it the same way every time. Let God be God when you're going in your promised land. 
So in this case with David, Saul is arming him the way the normal way to go on a mission is done. Okay, so let's see what God does here. Samuel 17. Oh, Nothing no, hold on. We lost our place. Well, that's fine. I'll go ahead and finish 17. Okay, and Dave, we're on verse 39. And David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. In other words, he had not, you know, rehearsed how to do this. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off him. Bam, in your face, devil, that will preach. How? Because he's saying, I know how God has used me before. Let me go the way that I know how God uses me and not the way you think he should use me. In other words, a sling and a rock. Uh, not all this heavy armor. Now, the other people, the other army people, have been trained like that, but David hasn't. And so, verse 40, he took his staff off in his, and he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even in a scrip. And his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So, in other words, he used what was familiar to him and he was working off of how God had used him before. Verse 41. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and of fair countenance. In other words, it made him mad that such a little person would come. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comes to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the birds of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beast of the earth. And all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and the spear. But the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. Wow, I am having an epiphany right now, a revelation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to have to pause here and preach a minute. Oh, my goodness. Now, Bride, listen. I have had a battle in my heart over dominionism. You know, I wrote them books, and uh, which right now I'm having to re-edit them again. But I wrote them books, and 
I'm really battling dominionism because I know we have authority and I know we take dominion. Uh, but over what, how, and when is where I'm battling. Because the Bible tells us to stay humble. It tells us uh, that God is the judge. He knows what he's doing. To be content where you're at. And to uh, that we will suffer. And that... Uh, you know, that when we're in the wilderness, we're not to complain and all that kind of stuff, but we're to ask God to give us the strength to go through type of deal and allow us to be changed and all this kind of stuff. Well, in the Dominionist movement, they teach otherwise, basically, because they say God does not agree with suffering. He wants you to be prosperous. So if you don't have that, you need to fight for that and you need to come in agreement with his word which says that you know you need to be prosperous and all this and then you need to declare it into the atmosphere and not accept where you're at no suffering type of deal but what the Lord is showing me and through this with David is exactly confirmation that um, the Lord is the judge God knows what he's doing and if we're always trying to override him and, and supersede our will upon our situation, what if God has a reason for you being there? You know, we miss the whole uh, moment of life. You know, we miss the changing our hearts and cleansing ourselves in the wilderness. You see what I'm saying? Like the children of Israel, what if... I think about them. What if they would have told God, we don't... Well, they did, actually. The children of Israel told God, we don't like not having meat. We're your children. We should have meat. And that made God so mad that he brought quails out of the sea. And he watched them gorge themselves. And then, you know, he punished them for it. Type of deal. But he wants us to be content. He wants us to be humble. And then in, in the Dominionist movement, it's not being humble. It's kind of haughty and prideful. Uh, the attitude of it, the fruit of it. And so I don't know. I'm just asking the Holy Spirit uh, to teach me this. Now, where I do believe he wants us to use dominion and authority is on missions. You know, like accomplishing his will in regions when he sends you there. You know, and he says, I want you to go pray over the Supreme Court, and I want you to declare all this, which is what I did the last time I went into D.C. Uh, type of deal. But anyways, confirming here in verse 47, he's saying, uh, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. In other words, don't put God in a box. He wanted to show himself mighty doing something uh, crazy. Because like my situation of going to D.C. You know, right now I don't have a car. And I'm like, this morning I was praying, Lord, I really need that SUV. I can load it down and go there and then just see what you're going to do type of deal. But the Lord showed me he's my judge. You know, you let him work it out the way he wants to work it out. So this is confirmation. The battle is the Lord's. And he will do what he wants to do. Amen. Okay, we're on verse 48. Let's keep going. Verse 
And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and draw nigh to meet David that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Which means he was fearlessness, he was not afraid. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Now, this is something else I want to point out. Okay. Uh, in the situation of me going to D.C. with nothing, well, what do I have? What did David have? You give God what you have and he will use it. And the same here. He had a sling and a stone. And he had been used to doing that because that is how God, uh, you know, has trained him in the wilderness, basically. And when it come time to meet the big giant, that is what he used to take him down. So, in other words, God has trained us uh, in our wilderness because of what's coming. And we will be able to use what God has done in our life to be successful at that level. Amen. Alright, verse 51. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof. Now he's going to use his sword. And slew him and cut his cut off his head there, therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines until thou came to the valley and to the gates of Ekron. And the wounded of the Philistines fell down by the way of Sharon, even unto Gath and unto Ekron. And the children of Israel returned from chasing after the Philistines, and they spoiled their tents. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, and but he put his armor in his tent. And when Saul saw David go forth against the Philistine, he said unto Abner, the captain of the host, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As thy soul liveth, O king, I cannot tell. And the king said, Inquire thou whose son this stripling is. And as David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, thou young man? And David answered, I am the son of the servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Now isn't that funny that Jesus, I mean that David was from Bethlehem and then Jesus came from Bethlehem. Now, one thing I want to point out that's kind of confusing right here is Saul acts like he's never seen David, but wasn't it David that played the harp for uh, Saul to get him out of being vexed with the demons? So how did he not know him? Maybe I missed something previously in Scripture. I don't know. Okay, we're on chapter 18. Let's continue. Samuel 18. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. 
and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Oh, they were screaming. And Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Oh. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. Wow. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Wow. And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine that women came out of all cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tablets, with joy and with instruments of music now, Brad, I just want to say right here that Saul has welcomed David into the palace. David and Jonathan became really good friends, so much so that he gave him his garment. And you know what that means when it says here that he stripped himself of the robe. It means that his future, his identity as the son of the king and all that stuff, he shared it. That's what it was. He took him as his legal brother at that point. But notice here how David was the smallest of stature of his brothers. Uh, small, just like Saul was when God made him king. These were two nobodies that God rose up. Okay, let's keep going. We're in verse 7 now. answered one another as they played and said Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands oh, Lord. and Saul was very wroth and the saying displeased him and he said they have ascribed unto David ten thousands and to me they have ascribed but thousands and what can he have more but the kingdom and Saul eyed David from that day and forward yeah. and it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God side in the midst of the house and David played with his hand as at other times see there you go and there was a javelin in Saul's hand and Saul cast the javelin for he said I will smite David even to the wall with it and David avoided out of his presence twice and Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul therefore Saul removed Aww. him from him and made him his captain over a thousand and he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. And the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, because he went out and came in before them. And Saul said to David, Behold my elder daughter Merab. Her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me, and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul said, let not mine hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. Mm. And David said unto Saul, Who am I, and what is my life, or my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, that she was given unto Adriel, the Maholathite, to wife. What? And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, well, I will give him her, 
and she may be a snare to him, what? and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servant, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king hath delight in thee, and all his servants love thee. Now therefore, be the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servant spake those words in the ears of David. And David said, Seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man, and lightly esteemed? See, that's the same and the thing servants of Saul, Saul told said. him, saying, On this manner spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall ye say to David, The king desireth not any dowry, wow. but an hundred foreskins of the Philistines to be wow. avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. Wow, he and tried when his to servants told him. David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law, and the days were not expired. Wherefore David rose, and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. Wow. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full tale to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michael his daughter to wife. Wow, listen to this, Brian. The king was trying to trap him and say, just bring me a hundred. David turned around and brought back two hundred, double. In other words, what the enemy meant for bad, God turned around and doubled it twice. Ha! That is awesome. So he did finally give him Michael, his daughter, to wife, but I don't understand how she would be a snare. Maybe to be answered. And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Oh, man. And the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. Yes, Lord, give us wisdom. Okay, we're on chapter 19. Give us wisdom, Lord, for sure. First Samuel 19. And Saul spake to Jonathan his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. What? But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Aww. Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where thou art, and I will commune with my father of thee, and what I see, that I will tell thee. Wow. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to thee word very good. For he did put his life in his hand, and slew so the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel. Thou sawest it, and didst rejoice. Wherefore then, wilt thou sin against innocent blood to slay David without a cause? And Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan. And Saul swear, as the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. Oh, and Jonathan called David. And Jonathan showed him all those things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence, as in times past. And there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and slew them with a great slaughter, and they fled from him. And the evil spirit from the Lord was upon Saul as he sat in his house with his javelin in his hand. And David played with his hand, 
Man. Saul sought to smite David even to the wall with the javelin, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence. Man, that is And twice. he smote the javelin to the wall, and David fled and escaped that night. Man. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. Aww. So Michael led David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. And Michael took an image and laid it in the bed and wow, put a pillow she really of goat's hair for his bolster and covered it with a cloth. And when Saul sent messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. And Saul sent the messengers again to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may slay him. Man. And when the messengers were come in, behold, there was an image in the bed with a pillow of goat's hair for his bolster. And Saul said unto Michael, Why hast thou deceived me so, and sent away mine enemy, that he is escaped? And Michael answered Saul, He said unto me, Let me go, why should I kill thee? So David fled, and escaped and came to Samuel to Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him. Oh, man. And he and Samuel went, and dwelt in Naoth. It was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Naoth in Ramah. And Saul sent messengers to take David. Man. And when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing as appointed over them, oh. the Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. What? And when it was told Saul, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. Oh my goodness. And Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied also. What the word? Then went he also to Ramah, and came to a great well that is in Sechu. And he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? And one said, Behold, they be at Naoth and Ramah. And he went thither to Naoth and Ramah. And the Spirit of God was upon him also. And he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth and Ramah. Wow. And he stripped off his clothes also, and prophesied before Samuel in like manner. What? And lay down naked all that day, and all that night. Wherefore they say, Is Saul also among the prophets? Wow. Can y'all see what is happening here? How amazing. Here is this man so full of anger towards david he's wanting to kill david he sent all these assassins basically uh to go get david and to kill him but when they got there and they got around these company of prophets the anointing was so strong on these prophets they all stopped and prophesied the holy ghost came upon them so finally saul said well i'll go my own self and he went down there in the same thing and he was so overtaken by the glory, look at this, that he stripped off his own clothes and prophesied before Samuel in like manner, which meant he gave up his identity and his kinghood and lay down naked. In other words, he recognized the anointing all day and all night. All right, now we're on verse 20, chapter 20. That is some powerful stuff, Brad. Powerful. First Samuel 20. And David fled from Naoth in Ramah, and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is mine iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? Yes. And he said unto him, 
God forbid thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing either great or small, but that he will show it me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. And David swore moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thine eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Wow. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desireth, I will even do it for thee. And wow. David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat, but let me go, that I may hide myself in the field unto the third day at even. If thy father at all miss me, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might run to Bethlehem his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he say thus, it is well, thy servant shall have peace. But if he be very wroth, then be sure that evil is determined by him. Therefore thou shalt deal kindly with thy servant, for thou hast brought thy servant into a covenant of the Lord with thee. Notwithstanding, if there be in me iniquity, slay me thyself. Wow. Why shouldst thou bring me to thy father? Wow. And Jonathan said, Far be it from thee, for if I knew certainly that evil were determined by my father to come upon thee, then would not I tell it thee? Then wow. Then said David to Jonathan, Who shall tell me? Or what if thy father answer thee roughly? And Jonathan said unto David, Come, and let us go out into the field. And they went out, both of them, into the field. And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about tomorrow any time, or the third day, and behold, if there be good toward David, and I then send not unto thee, and show it to thee, the Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do thee evil, then I will show it thee, and send thee away, that thou mayest go in peace, and the Lord be with thee, as he hath been with my father. Aww. And thou shalt not only while yet I live show me the kindness of the Lord, that I die not, but also thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house for ever. Not for the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. Wow. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Oh, that's so Let awesome. the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemies. And Jonathan caused David to swear again, because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Oh. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is the new moon, and thou shalt be missed because thy seat will be empty. And when thou hast stayed three days, then thou shalt go down quickly, and come to the place where thou didst hide thyself when the business was in hand, and shalt remain by the stone Ezel. And I will shoot three arrows on the side thereof, as though I shot at a mark. And behold, I will send a lad, saying, Go, find out the arrows. If I expressly say unto the lad, Behold, the arrows are on this side of thee, take them, then come thou. For there is peace to thee, and no hurt, as the Lord liveth. But if I say thus unto the young man, Behold, the arrows are beyond thee, go thy way. For the Lord hath sent thee away. And as touching the matter which thou and I have spoken of, Behold, the Lord be between thee and me forever. Wow. So David hid himself in the field. That's cool to have the these code words. Come, the king sat him down to eat meat. 
And the king sat upon his seat as at other times, even upon a seat by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner sat by Saul's side, and David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul spake not anything that day, for he thought, Something hath befallen him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. And it came to pass on the morrow, which was the second day of the month, that David's place was empty. And Saul said unto Jonathan his son, Wherefore cometh not the son of Jesse to meet, neither yesterday nor today? And Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked leave of me to go to Bethlehem. And he said, Let me go, I pray thee. For our family hath a sacrifice in the city, and my brother, he hath commanded me to be there, and now... If I have found favor in thine eyes, let me get away, I pray thee, and see my brethren. Therefore he cometh not unto the king's table. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. Oh, Lord. And he said unto him, Thou son of the perverse, rebellious woman, what? do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thine own confusion and unto the confusion of thy mother's nakedness? Oh, my goodness. For as long as the son of Jesse liveth upon the ground... Thou shalt not be established to oh, thy kingdom. What? Wherefore, now send and fetch him unto me, for he shall surely die. Wow. He just told Jonathan you have lost your kinghood over this. Wow. That is a huge, huge uh, statement to say to a son. And Jonathan answered Saul his father, and said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What hath he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him. No more discussion, Whereby Jonathan huh? knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. Man. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger, and did eat no meat the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David. Because his father had done him shame. Aww. And it came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David, and a little lad with him. And he said unto his lad, Run, find out now the arrows which I shoot. And as the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. And when the lad was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond thee? And Jonathan cried after the lad, Make speed, haste, stay not. Wow. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the lad knew not anything, only Jonathan and David knew the matter. And Jonathan gave his artillery unto his lad and said unto him, Go, carry them to the city. And as soon as the lad was gone, David arose out of a place toward the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times. And they kissed Aww. one another and wept one with another until David exceeded. Aww. And Jonathan said to David, Go in peace. For as much as we have sworn both of us in the name of the Lord, saying, The Lord be between me and thee, and between my seed and thy seed forever. And he arose and departed. And Jonathan went into the city. Oh, that's probably the last time they see each other. Oh, that is so sad. 
So David bowed down and basically thanked him Percent for warning him. Then came David to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. And Ahimelech was afraid at the meeting of David and said unto him, Why art thou alone and no man with thee? And David said unto Ahimelech the priest, The king hath commanded me a business, and hath said unto me, Let no man know anything of the business whereabout I send thee, and what I have commanded thee. And I have appointed my servants to such and such a place. Now therefore, what is under thine hand? Give me five loaves of bread in mine hand, or what there is present. And the priest answered David and said, There is no common bread under mine hand, but there is hallowed bread. If the young men have kept themselves at least from women. Mm. And David answered the priest and said unto him, Of a truth, women have been kept from us about these three days since I came out. And the vessels of the young men are holy, and the bread is in a manner common, yea, though it were sanctified this day in the vessel. So the priest gave him hallowed bread, for there was no bread there but the showbread that was taken from before the Lord, to put hot bread in the day when it was taken away. Now a certain man of the servants of Saul was there that day detained before the Lord, oh, Lord. and his name was Doeg, an Edomite, the chiefest of the herdmen that belonged to Saul. And David said unto Himelech, And is there not here under thine hand spear or sword? For I have neither brought my sword nor my weapons with me, because the king's business required haste. And the priest said, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom thou slewest in the valley of Elah, behold, it is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If thou wilt take that, take it, for there is no other save that here. And David said, there is none like that. Give it me. Oh, and man. David rose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Uh -oh. Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? So he was infamous already. And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. Right. And he changed his behavior before them, and feigned himself mad in their hands, and scrabbled on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Wow, he was acting like he then was crazy. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of madmen that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? Wow, 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 wow. So, David, to protect himself, acted like he was crazy. This is such an amazing story. Alright, Brad, this is it for today, and I will see you tomorrow as we get into 1 Samuel chapter 22. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.